Welcome. This is Struggles to Strengths, and I'm your host, Chad Doff. This is the podcast about learning through your struggles and failures, figuring out how to take the difficulties in your life, the lessons learned, and then how do you move forward? Welcome to episode 27, everyone. Teapot or desk drawer is the name of this week's episode, and that should thoroughly confuse you, but it'll come clear. It will become clear here. In just a moment, I was actually the 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 real crux around this week's episode is friendship. And how do you know if someone's your friend? And what do you do if if someone betrays you or really is not there for you? Someone that you thought you could count on that in the end you couldn't. And so I went through my Rolodex and I was thinking to myself, is there, you know, a, a, a story or an incident that I would want to talk about as far as the failure was concerned to share with you this week? But I think I, I don't want to two things. One, I, I don't want to call out something in this particular instance to, to call somebody out and, and make somebody feel badly. Um, I, I don't want to do that. And two. Um, luckily, like I can't think of like massive betrayals in my life, which is nice. But one of the things that I have been able to figure out is that not not everybody is your friend. And you, you think that they are and you think that you can depend on them. Um, but you find out sometimes that that's not the case. You were good colleagues when you were working together. Um, when, you know, when you saw them every day and you had the same goal, but when you move on, you thought they were a special friend and they go, they ghost you, they, they go away. You never hear back from them. That is, that is something that's happened now I, to me in the past, but I will tell you that, you know, here's the key. I used to really let that bother me a great deal, but I had a really interesting interaction this week. So I was out working in my day job um, as a as a senior district business manager for Johnson & Johnson. I was working with my colleague, Lindsay, um, out in Illinois, and we were meeting with a customer. And I'm not going to bore you with like the details of all of the conversation, but the, the, the customer that we were talking to, she was, she, I didn't get permission to use her name, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, but she knows who she is. And by the way, the book you told me to order is uh, I have it and I started reading it today. So thank you for that suggestion. Um, but but we were talking and towards the end of the conversation, the customer that we were talking to was was talking about following up with my colleague Lindsay on something. And she's like, oh, no worries. I have your business card. It's in my teapot on my desk. Anybody that I that I really like or anybody that is someone that I know I can count on or, or someone that, you know, is somebody that I may need to reach out to and I know I'm going to get value from. I've got this little teapot on my desk and I use that to hold my special business cards. And she said then that everybody else, a card that maybe she would need, you know, she, but they don't fit the teapot uh, category. She puts in her desk drawer and I and I giggled to her right when I kind of heard that, and I I shared with her that I that I do this podcast. I don't cross those streams, work and podcast very often because you know I'm dedicated to my job when I'm at my job. But this was kind of a funny moment, and I and I told her right there. I said, 
you just created the header for my podcast this week, teapot or desk drawer. Because I love that idea. And isn't that what we do many times when we first meet somebody? They, they make you feel a certain way. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is this has potential. Like, or you're like, I really like this person. And so you put them in that teapot category, right? And then there are other people that you meet in your life. Or there are other things that you're like, okay, I, I may need to know my neighbor in case the water main breaks on our street and we need to let everybody know, but probably I may not need to know them all the time. They're not a super duper friend, but there's nothing wrong with them. And so I'll take their number. I'll put that in my, in my desk drawer. And I just, I just loved how you could tell she had this vetting process. And I've actually had a vetting process for friends um, for almost 20 years. And, and this came from a, a very dear friend of mine, Anthony Anzavino. Um, I think I've mentioned him on this podcast before. Anthony and I, um, he's one of those guys where we have not spoken in years. Um, but as soon as we do, we fall right back into, you know, being close. And, and he's a guy that I know I could count on. And he told me years ago of his two categories for friends, and I adopted it. And have tweaked it around a little bit. So, Aunt, I apologize if this isn't, isn't exactly the way that, that you talk about it. But for me, if you're going to be my friend, you have to fit in one of two categories. You do not have to fit in both, by the way. But if you're going to be my friend, you have to at least fit in one of the two. Now, here's the thing. If you don't fit in either category doesn't mean that you're not in my life. doesn't mean that I'm going to kick you to the curb and, and say you're out of here. But I just know that that definition of the friend that I hold so dearly, you don't fit that. You're not there. And so what are the two buckets that you have to fit in to be my friend? The first one is a foxhole friend. And what's a foxhole friend? Bet you could think about it right now. Foxhole, we're talking about, you know, a metaphorical war, right? Not real war. But when you're thinking about, you know, when you're when you're in a fight or you're in a war, you're in a battle, what is that what kind of person do you want next to you in that fight? You want someone that's gonna stay in it. You want someone that has a a, a strong, like steely concentration and a, and a backbone of steel right that when the bullets are flying they're they're gonna they're gonna stay in the fight even when you're outnumbered even when it looks like it you, there's no way you're gonna get through a situation that person that's sitting next to you they'll they'll stay with you they'll stay with you to the end even if you don't make it even if you're gonna be defeated even if you know you can't win this particular instance that person is not going to let you go down without the fight and they're going to be with you. And if you got injured, they'd pull you out of the way and they would do anything they could to keep you safe. So a foxhole friend, can you think of someone in your mind right now who's a foxhole friend for you? Who's always ready to put up their, uh, not necessarily their, their literal fist, but their emotional fist to fight for you that they'll stay right there with you in the middle until until the end um or celebrate that victory those are the best people to celebrate with honestly 
because you know you've been in a fight and you know you want it, right? And so that's one group of friend for me. <clears throat> the other group is a rob a bank friend. Now, what does a rob a bank friend mean? Think about what it takes to rob a bank. <clears throat> Don't rob a bank. Don't be a bank robber, by the way. Don't <laughs> this is just about the emotions that we're talking about for a friend. But what does it take to rob a bank successfully planning? You gotta be smart. You gotta be meticulous. It's not a smash and grab. If you're going to rob a big bank, <clears throat> you're gonna have to plan it out. You're gonna have to be smart about it. You're gonna have to go in there and execute and and be concise. Know what the plan is and execute it to a key. Understand nuance. Be able to change on the fly. When something happens, you can roll with it, change with it, adapt to it, not let anything get in the way, right? That's that's the bank robber friend. But you want to know what the biggest key to being a bank robber friend is? When they get caught, when you get caught, when the both of you get caught, they keep their mouth shut. You know you can depend on them. You know you can go to them and tell them your story. Tell them what you're struggling with. Tell them a mistake that you've made, and they're not going to weaponize that against you. They are going to be there. And then when someone comes to them, and let me be clear, I am not saying you should lie in life. This is not a, a hall pass to lie. But when you know someone you can really trust, when you can trust them to keep their mouth shut, when you can trust them, when you give them the most raw pieces of you, when you give them the most emotional pieces, the most fragile pieces that you have emotionally in a friendship, when you know you can give it to that person and maybe someone tries to weaponize that against you, or there's somebody who just likes to be a gossip, right? Because that's that's the that's the problem, right? The downside of both is, you think you have. Let's go back to foxhole friend for a second. You think you have a foxhole friend, but when the bullets start to fly, some of them are just out of there. Or when they're there for a little bit, that you think they're with you, you think they're in the fight with you, but the fact of the matter is, when when the going gets tough, they get going, right? And the bank robber friend can be the same thing. Yeah, I don't need somebody spilling a bunch of blood in the bank, killing hostages when when things are going sideways or squealing to the police when we're the FBI when we get caught, right? Like, oh, I thought we had this good plan. I thought we weren't going to turn on each other. Well, I, 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 had to turn, I had to turn on you. Yeah, those people aren't friends. And so this is an interesting th thought for me. And you don't have to believe in what I'm saying. You may think I'm full of junk right now. You might, Chad, I don't I don't agree with you in any way, shape, or form. But I'll tell you this. If you if you take your friend if you take someone that's a friend in your life and you take some of your think about some of your very best friends. Who's your very best friend right now? Or one of your very best friends in your life? Put them through both those filters. Try it. Put them through both of those filters right now. And riddle me this one, Batman. Do they fit? Does that friend fit one or the other? And you want to know what is the best part in the people that you know you'll have in your life for the rest of your life? Your very, very, very best friends 
fit in both. And now here's the interesting thing. And for me, something that gives me and gave me a great deal of comfort in the past and does even today, I understand very plainly there are very few people that fit both buckets. My brother fits both buckets for me. My mom fits both buckets for me. Those, my daughter would fit both buckets for me, right? Those three never go away. You know, I've got other family members that would fit both buckets for me. My cousin Brandon, my cousin Blake, they fit both buckets for me. My buddy Bob, he fits both buckets for me. Anthony, who I stole this from, he fits both buckets for me. And there are a lot of other people, not a lot more. There are, there are several others that that are in that spot for me, and I just really appreciate them. And so right now, if you're struggling with somebody, if you're struggling to wonder if they're your friend, run them through those filters that I just talked about. Now, here's the thing. I'm not telling you because they don't fit in the foxhole friend or they don't fit in the rob a bank friend that you have to get rid of them in your life. I'm not saying that at all, actually. There are people that I've had in my life, but I enjoy their company. They're a friend of a friend or, you know, I've been around them and they are, you know, they're maybe great at playing tennis or, you know, I play tennis, they play tennis, it's fun, right? Or or they're, they're, they're somebody that's just fun to go to a ball game with or talk sports or a coworker of mine who I can have a great conversation with have a have a lot of talk, great talk with, um, but when it comes down to like, okay, are we really friends? And I run up through those filters. They don't fit those filters, but that's okay. Here's one of the biggest keys, and I'm telling you, listen up on this. When you realize if someone doesn't fit those two buckets, then don't expect them to. Don't put expectations on someone to be your friend if they don't fit in those buckets. And if someone who was in those buckets betrays them, now you know. They're not your friend anymore. Do you have to cut them out of your life? Maybe, depending. I don't know. That's your decision to make. Maybe not. But when you thought they'd be there and they weren't, you understand now that, yeah, they're actually not your friend. And I just thought it was so interesting this week when when the person that we were with talked about, yep, they go, they're in the teapot or they're in the drawer. I think that's a good spot for your non-friends, right? I think that you can categorize them. Are they in the teapot? Are they in the drawer? And I think that's just a really interesting way of thinking about it. So I hope this is something that, has had you thinking a little bit and I'm not asking you to evaluate every person in your life. If you get wound up and what happens is in my opinion, we get hot and bothered about how someone treats us or what they're doing to us, what someone else is doing to us. And we feel badly because they're doing it to us and we're allowing it because we can only control us. But when you put them through the prism that can really redefine what we're looking at. So what are our two takeaways for this week? Number one, 
Just because somebody doesn't fit into one of the two friend categories, foxhole, right? What's the other one? Rob a bank. You got it. They don't fit into one of those two. You don't have to cut them out of your life. You don't have to. Not necessarily, but you can. If you feel like you need to, you can. But just understand that they don't fit the friend bucket. And then number two is the person that you're talking to. Is that one? Are they going in the desk drawer? Or are they going in the teapot? I love the first, the idea of that being the first filter on how you deal with someone or how you're thinking about someone. So do they go into a teapot or do they go into the desk drawer? It's something to ask yourself. So thanks again for listening um, each and every week. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Please continue um, to rate and review. If you haven't done that yet, do me a favor. Go in there. Give us a five-star rating if you think we've deserved it. And if you haven't written a review yet, please do that. Um, it's especially easy on Apple Podcasts. Continue to forward this podcast to anybody that you think might enjoy it. And uh, if you've got a topic, every down in the description, there are ways that you can reach out and you can get a hold of us. And until next time, be well. <laughs>